Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Pamela Aloya, and we will be talking about two of her books. Uh, One is called The Daily Cloak, The Spiritual Guide to Energetic Clearing and Protecting, and the other is Nurturing Healthy Change. The Daily Cloak offers a unique, easy-to-apply array of spiritual essentials for creating a serene tapestry of clarity and protection for everyday living. The informative framework, proposed methods, and sample applications explored construct a solid foundation on which to build or enhance daily energetic practices and awareness. Pamela Aloya is an energy healer and author who has focused the last 20 years on individual and collective energy healing. In 2003, she started Soul Angel, and that's S-O-L, Soul Angel, an energy center, and continues to provide insight and instruction for people to expand their consciousness, encourage and support self-discovery, and create enhanced life experiences. For more information, you can visit Pamela's website, which is PamelaAloya.com, and that's P-A-M-E-L-A-A-L-O-I-A. Okay, with that, I'd like to welcome Pamela to the show. Good day, Pamela. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Looking forward to our discussion. Thank you. I am as well. And and I think um, anytime we can talk about energy, <laughs> and especially when we're talking the kinds of crazy energy that kind of is, is, is life, you know, <laughs> lately, um, it's a kind of a good thing. And, you know, and, and particularly when we can talk about clearing and, and protecting. So uh, first, I guess um, I really kind of want to start with now, you know, a lot of people who are kind of in the area and in our circle know about energy energy and energy field, but not necessarily everyone. So would you mind just kind of, um, just for the general listener out there, explain the idea of our energetic field and, you know, basically um, why it's important to give it attention? Uh, Absolutely, sure. So our energy field is, well, let me just first start off and say that everything has energy. And that is why it's so important for us to be aware of that energy and especially the energy that we um, hold. Our energy on, uh, I guess on a human, we'll just say, human energy, uh, our field can go out to about four or five feet on average. We can bring that energy field in uh, much closer and we can also expand that out much further. Uh, but one of the things I always notice is if you're going out shopping, if you're starting to feel a little funky or a little angry and you're not exactly sure, check to see whose energy you're in. Are, are you in within four to five feet distance of somebody else? Because somebody else might be going through something, and you might be feeling that because your energy fields intertwine. So our energy fields, though, they, they are, to me, I find that to be a sacred space for us, our, our energy field. We want to create the best energy field for ourselves that we possibly can. And when I say that, I mean we want to make sure that it is coming in with, with, with innocence, with love, with purity, 
which I understand is difficult to do. Living as humans, we have lots of emotions that come in that are not loving and, and joyous. Mm-hmm. So I find that that is, that is uh, so that is our energy field that we want to that we want to keep sacred and keep safe. Yeah. So um, when one one of the things um, as I was going through in, in reading um, uh, the Dana Club, there was in talking about energy is that it was important not to judge energy, um, you know, as good or bad. And I, I thought that was interesting because. Um, I think that's people do that quite often. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's kind of an important part when it comes to managing our energetic field. Yes, and and I agree. But it, it is judging things is something we as humans do. We we do it with everything. You know, mm-hmm. we, we judge whether our food's tasty or not. If it's too hot, too cold. <laughs> You know, so the neutrality piece of it and not judging is is for the energy, but it can also be for everything else. I like to view the energy as information. You know, rather than saying it's good or bad, do we resonate with it, do we not? Is it pushing a button for us, or is it, some, is it something that we can heal, something we need to heal, something we need to address, or is it something that we just we need to step away from because it is not for our best interest? So being neutral helps us to be more sensitive and more um, aligned with how we want to live, as opposed to if we said something was negative or somebody was angry for some reason and we said, oh, they're angry, that's a negative energy, I want to be away from it. That is our prerogative, that is our choice. But if we say, if we kind of look at it from a more neutral standpoint and say, oh, I see that that person is angry, I wonder if there's anything behind that that I could either either help out with or do I not want to help out with because it's not my responsibility. But we see it more objectively rather than being um, being affected mm-hmm. by it. And if we, if we come to that neutrality, then we're able to keep our space even more uh, centered and protected because we aren't judging everything outside of us or judging everything inside of us. Oh, yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. You know, um, um, <laughs> I never thought about that. So, um, you know, a couple times you, you mentioned, you know, whether something was resonant or not. Um, can you talk about energetic preferences? I mean, you know, is it? I mean, is there a, such a thing as, you know, you, people resonating to a particular area or to a particular group? You know that, um, and do like energetic? You know, do you does like energy attracts? Yes. So there are lots of people. I mean, if you think about it, you have people who love the city. You have people who love the country. Uh, there are different energies associated with each, of course. Some people like that busy, buzzy, um, you know, always on the go kind of a, a, an energy, and others like that calm, relaxed um, place of the countryside and, and serenity of that. But just because we say we prefer one over the other doesn't mean that we can't put ourselves into the other space. So say I am one person who likes to be more next to a lake perhaps or in the woods. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop myself from going into the city for whatever, you know, to visit a friend Mm -hmm. or stay there and Mm -hmm. visit for a vacation. Um, So, yes, I do believe there are preferences that we can have. There are, I do feel that there will be places that we're completely, um, I will say the word repulsed by, that they just do not rub us the Mm -hmm. right way, right? So we need to be aware of that. We need to be aware of what 
is happening to our energy when we're in certain places. And then once we have that information and we know what, where we are based on what our preferences are, we can then prepare ourselves for when we are going into places that are less resonant for us. So it's, it's really about bringing our awareness of what our preferences are so that we can interact with the world to the best of our ability. Yeah, that, that, make, that makes sense. sense. And, yeah, okay. Oh, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're, as you were talking about the repulsion, I just had my, the visual of the magnets, you know, like like poles kind of trying to make them touch each other, just, mm-hmm. you know, that whole repulsion aspect. Um, so um, now the Daily Club, it, it's not a long book, but it's a, mm-hmm. a jam-packed book, uh, that I would say. And it's a... Um, it's just, it's just I would call it more a hand for me more a handbook because it's one of those things that you mm-hmm. can you know you quickly refer to particular types or you know, if you have questions you can kind of get answers. So, what inspired you to write um, the daily the daily cloak? In my work, regular clearing and protecting is a topic that is discussed all the time. Uh, It is definitely something that we consistently talk about and raise as a practice for folks to incorporate. A lot of times people will come with physical issues, anxiety, depression, you name it. And what we found is that if you're able to be more aware of the energy that you're holding and the energy that you're you're in in your environment and being able to set up some sort of protection and clearing regimen, we're able to clear a pretty decent percentage away from uh, having to deal with that on a daily basis. So let's say I'm I'm putting up uh, or I'm clearing and protecting every day for a week. Prior to doing that, I may have had so much accumulation of energetic buildup that once I put this into place, I can remove about 60%. Now, that will vary per person, but let's just say on average 60% of right. what we're mm-hmm. dealing with on, on a daily basis. So relie- relieving that uh, energetic bombardment to, six, uh, to 40% of what we have to deal with, that's, that's tremendous. And that w- we'll see a difference in that with regard to people's uh, mental state, with their emotional state, and with their physical state sometimes. So what I thought was really important this year, um, knowing everything that we've been going through this year, I felt it was important for people to understand that there is a such thing. I mean, there are we, we are growing more uh, conscious as, uh, as humanity continues to grow, and there are more and more people aware of energy and how it affects them. Uh, I w- wanted to make sure that we got information out there shortly, quickly, concisely, that people had it in their hands, kind of like what you said, as a reference book, um, so they could read through it and then go back to it if they needed to. And this could be for people who are new to energy, who haven't really considered it before, uh, and why they're feeling certain certain sensitivities or not feeling certain sensitivities, either way. And then what they could do about it. I really wanted to put the power back into the individual because a, a lot of times people feel so helpless and powerless because of things that are going on outside of us. And I think we have more power to um, ourselves based on our energetic signature than we give ourselves credit for. And that's what I was hoping the book would do, to to provide information to folks so that they could either learn or people who are already doing this to enhance their practice and to remind them how powerful and how important this is, not only for ourselves, but also for our environments and, and places that we go. 
Yeah, exactly. So let's talk just a little bit about clearing and, and protecting. Uh, go, um, now, when you're talking about clearing, these are blockages, energetic blockages. And what, what are maybe some of the um, source reasons maybe that, that we would, that these would be created? What contributes to blockages, I guess? There's lots of things that can can create blockages or or even an accumulation, <laughs> right, of of things uh, of energy. We have first and foremost our own thoughts and our own emotions and the energy that they produce. The thoughts and emotions of the people we live with, work with, or interact with on a regular basis. We have the energy of the space that we live in, the space that we go visit when we're going shopping, when we're going on vacation, when we're going on to work. The energy of the roadways that we're taking. Then there's the not the, the ones that uh, the Wi-Fi, our noise pollution, 5G. We're we're being hit by lots of energy, and we don't see it. You know, we're, we're not completely aware of it all the time. So all of these things can build up if we're not addressing that build up, whether it's our own emotions and our own thoughts that spiral, or if it's a bombardment of. The, the Wi-Fi, the noise pollution, whatever it is that kind of keeps building us up, it can be a variety of things. It can also be patterned behavior if we're consistently reacting or reacting to a specific uh, response with either anxiety or withdrawal or something. That energy is also going to build up for us too. So all these things, it, it is helpful for us to acknowledge that we are being um, – energetically affected every day, every moment by what we're giving out as well as what we're receiving from simply existing. So being able to clear some of that and focus on what that clearing is. Sometimes, a lot of times we don't even need to know what it is that we're clearing. Um, And and that's the beauty of it too because we can do this in in a moment's notice. But that's the the type of uh, energy that we do want to clear. We want to focus on clearing all that, that energy that we're bombarded with throughout the day. Yeah, I was I was getting more and more clogged <laughs> with each of those uh, ways that you were list, list, listing. Um, yeah, that's there. There's um, you know that that is a lot. Um, there's there's a lot to um, now. Um, as you know, once things are cleared, um, and and I would tend to think that this might be an it would be an ongoing process. Like you know, it would be one of those things that you would have to do. What, how, 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 well, I guess it would probably depend on the person and the, the blockage, right? It's how often that you would do it. My suggestion, as, as the book title says, The Daily Cloak, I would recommend doing this every day, incorporating it into your uh, routine, whether it's your morning routine, your night routine, uh, simply to acknowledge, and you know, some people like to do it in the morning. I will do it in the morning and night, quite honestly, and sometimes I'll even clear and protect during the day, depending on what I'm feeling and what situation I'm in. Because we all know, we all know that feeling when we when we feel like, oh, something's off, or I'm just not feeling up to par right now, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally. And that's the time when we can say, okay, let's let's be present, mm-hmm. let's take a moment, check in and see where we are, why are we feeling this way, what's going on inside of us what's going on outside of us that might be triggering this, and how do we get past it, even if it's just for the moment, and then focus on it later if we need to focus on it later. So in the morning, sometimes it's it's getting up, clearing. with, with um, There's different methods, lots of ways we could do that. So, for instance, I would uh, just clear with some white light and then put up a, a bubble of light of protection around me because I find light to be very 
um, very powerful for me, as well as color. And I visualize that that light is coming from the divine or our angels. Um, and then doing the same thing at night, kind of releasing everything through the day, just asking that a either colored light or visualize standing in a waterfall and letting the water wash away any of the discord or uh, lower emotion that we may have felt throughout the day and just clearing us off uh, before falling to sleep and putting a, sometimes I like to put myself in a bed of, of violet light or, or, um, or roses or yeah. flowers and just feel that as a nice protection while I'm going to sleep. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, and you mentioned daily, you know, the aspect of, of when we mm-hmm. should. Now we kind of have to go back to the, the title, the daily cloak. What What's the symbolism or the, the why, why the cloak? Yes, mm-hmm. and my, there is symbolism there. So the, the cloak is a spiritual, is known as a spiritual representation of creating a safe space for inner transformation which is precisely what we're doing as we're doing this clearing. And the cloak is also known as being a protector, as as keeping us safe while we're traveling. Uh, So I felt that the cloak uh, analogy was very apropos for keeping us safe while we're doing our inner work um, and keeping us protective so we can do that inner transformation that we're working towards. Yeah, it is very, very symbolic. It's appropriately symbolic. <laughs> uh, now, any anyone can do, and you now you have practices, right? Tell, tell us about you know, um, like maybe a couple of examples. Why you included these practices, and maybe just give us a couple of examples so that people can get an idea. Sure. So it, you you're talking about the end of the book, or are you talking at the in the yeah, so the practices, right? The end of the book is is where we have a listing of practices because I I felt it would be good, especially for folks who are new to being energy sensitive and putting in a routine. Sometimes it's difficult to, for some people, not everyone, some people are very good at at kind of flowing with it. Um, It's good for people to have a guide in how to start a routine. Um, And I also added some situations that I thought were common for people so they could start using the practice uh, as quickly as possible too. So we always want to start with ourselves when we're clearing and protecting. Um, and I, I did just give some example of what, what I do when I when I wake up and sometimes when I go to sleep. Uh, that's something I, I will even sometimes do and replenish when uh, throughout the day. So for instance, if I am going, if I'm staying home for the most part, I will do what I said in the morning, kind of put up a bubble of light, clear myself with light. But if I'm stepping out of my home, I will add to that protection. I'll I'll check in to make sure I'm clear for going to where I'm going. And then I will add some additional protection. And sometimes that will be adding an additional bubble of light or adding some crystal energy and I don't always need to have the crystal with me. Sometimes I will simply ask for the energy of, say, black tourmaline to surround me and protect me throughout my travels. I will also sometimes bring with me certain animal totems and ask animal totems like the wolf or the bear to come with me when I'm doing my errands or wherever I'm, I'm going and visiting. So that are some, that's some ways that we can, we can clear and protect ourselves as we're going out into the world. 
Uh, but there's also some options, too, for folks when you're going to meetings. And uh, pe people like to hear about ways to protect, too, when you're going to family gatherings because you know, some family <laughs> gatherings are, can, can you know, push some buttons for us all. Yeah, I have a feeling the Thanksgiving dinner this year is going to be right. <laughs> quite <laughs> quite a discussion, I'm sure, and amongst American families, at least that is. Um, so, but you know, um, kind of, uh, you you mentioned about the light, you know, putting the, the bubble of light. Um, what's your feeling about? Um, um, I don't, you know, projecting that for that protection for someone else, or or even like mm. you know your pets. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, with, with someone else, it's kind of like, um, how, is there a like a an integrity issue? You know, I mean, I, I can send mm -hmm. out the light, but you don't have to take it, kind of thing. Yeah, and and, and that is true. That is true. We want to be careful about sending light and protection to other people, clearing and protection to other people. Um, there, there is a sense that we're we don't want to take on the responsibility of keeping somebody else clear and protected. Everybody is responsible for their own energetic signature. However, we mm -hmm. can assist people if they need it, kind of like prayer. It's, it's. I, I, I do liken it to prayer. If we all send prayers to some person because they're unhealthy and we want them to get better or they're going for a big job interview and we want to give them support, it's the same thing, right? So we're, we're, we are open. We're energetic beings, and if we're receiving mm -hmm. energy, we have the choice, whether it's conscious or, subconscious, or, or unconscious, and it's a little bit of both, whether we're going to accept that energy when it comes to us. Uh, it, so if we have, what, what I will do is another thing, and I, I wrote about this in the book too, before I meet anybody, whether it's family, whether it's uh, work-related, I will send myself light and I will send every individual uh, a, a column of light as well. And that to me is helping them um, bring the, their best selves to the meeting as well. They don't need to be conscious of it. They don't need to accept it. But it is interesting to me when I started doing that, I started seeing how people could be more um, more open to discussions than they had previously. I really encourage people to experiment with this and see what happens when you meet with people and, you, and you've done some prep work in terms of sending them light or surrounding them with light too and see, see what happens. It's kind of fun. I don't know if you've tried it before or not. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I've I've done I've done the you know sending you know light you know particularly just you know to individuals you know at particular times and you know just out of uh, you know um, for for their best good you know everything mm -hmm. you know, yeah for the highest for good yeah good. absolutely yeah yeah, yeah yeah for the highest good yeah you know yeah. and then. Um, recognizing that it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be accepted, but um, but anyway, okay. So I just wanted to kind of get that out, you know, because I I think um, you know when it comes time to you know our interaction with other people, you know, with that energetic interchange, you know, that there are, there are times that um, you know we want to you know support mm -hmm. you know through, mm -hmm. through protection, mm -hmm. so. Wow. Okay. So now, when when it comes time to um, 
you know, working with, uh, with, with your own energy, is there, are there um, techniques that you can use to, um, to, to kind of bring in that clarity? One of the things you talked about in your, in your book was, was the idea of a sovereign space, you know, the idea of, of creating this particular space. So can you talk about, you know, what that looks like and what kind of, you know, what kind of activities or preparations you know, that people can use to create that kind of space? We we would all hope that our home is a safe haven for ourselves. I realize that's not always the case for everyone. So there are times when we have to improvise. Let's just say for now that we have a safe space in our home that we can create for ourselves so that we can do this clearing um, with, uh, with the best support that we possibly can. When we want to clear an environment, I think, and think about it, we, we're bringing home stuff that we've picked up, energy that we've accumulated, mindsets, our own path that we're going on, the trials and challenges that that brings. If we're living with other people, they're bringing their own set of energy with them as well. I liken um, clearing our spaces like vacuuming. So we accumulate mm. energy um, into our bodies, into the, the chair that we sit in the best, you know, the, the, our favorite chair, um, into the, mm-hmm. the room that we spend the most time in. You know, our energy starts to be um, sprinkled in that, in that room, as does mm. everybody else's. So we start accumulating this energy of everybody that lives there. And just like we need to vacuum and dust every so often, we need to do the same thing for us energetically. We want this space to be uh, pure. We want it to be um, not tainted with our energy signature from, say, a bad day that we've had or a bad week that we've had. So clearing that space, uh, a lot of people will use sage. You can use sound. Uh, you can use angels. You can ask angels to come in. You can use prayer. You know, we can use the light that we were just talking about as well. There's so many methods for us to to clear the space. Um, and once we feel that space is cleared, I also like, and I did not, I don't think I included this in the book. I also like to bring in um, a specific resonance for that space. So for the kitchen, I like to, you know, if I'm clearing the kitchen because somebody had an argument in there, we'll clear the kitchen and bring in creativity, mm-hmm. you know, communication. And then in the living room, it'll be relaxation and calm. Uh, things, things like that we can also bring in. So we can bring in energy that heightens the space uh, as well as clearing it. So that, that helps us. Now, I did say that some of us do not have that opportunity in our homes to, to have a specific mm-hmm. space where we feel comfortable to do that. So if we have another space, whether it's going over a friend's house or sitting outside in nature, finding a spot in nature that works for us, or even sitting at a cafe somewhere where you feel um, anonymous enough to to be alone, I don't know if that makes sense, but be alone and safe to do what you need to do without being bothered by other people, that's perfect as well. There's no specific space we need. We can do clearing and protecting anywhere at any time. Oh, good. That's that's great to know and gives people a, a good idea. Well, we're um, about halfway through the show, mm-hmm. so I want to take uh, just a quick break, Pamela. Um, and I do want to invite listeners that if they would like to ask any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. And for those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions, feel free to pose them there. 
Um, and then when we come back, um, I want to spend a little bit of time about your um, other book, um, Nurturing Healthy Change. Um, that's uh, quite a topic I'm sure that people would be interested in right now. Okay? Okay. So, so everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us. Again, today, my special guest is Pamela Aloya, and we are talking about her two books, The Daily Cloak, The Spiritual Guide to Energetic Clearing and Protecting, and as well as the other one, Nurturing Healthy Change. Um, again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is PamelaAloya.com. That's Pamela, A-L-O-I-A.com. And we're back, Pamela. Hello again. Hello. Now, I hope you don't mind, but we're going to share about how people can remember your name. Okay. <laughs> <you> don't mind. <laughs> would, would you please tell them what you told me about how to pronounce your name? Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I, the, the easiest way that we found for people to remember how to say our last name is think that you are in New York looking for a lawyer, and that's a lawyer. That's exactly how it sounds. This, this spelling is a there little is a little different too. It's missing a few consonants. Yeah. I know A L O I A. No, no, that's okay. But that's, <laughs> that gets you there. It gets you there. You know? and, and I, <laughs> so anyway, um, I just yeah, I just want you know, I just want to make it easier for people to be able for to people, find yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And Thank connect you. with you. You're welcome. Okay, so um, nurturing healthy change. Okay, tell us a little bit about um, again. This is not one of those long books, but it's like clear and concise and, and um, you know effective in, in being able to apply uh, what you have in there. So tell us a, a bit about you know what the inspiration was for it and, and what the, the book is about. Nurturing Healthy Change was actually first released in 2011. I was going through some changes myself and. I had started on my path, probably about my spiritual path, energetic awareness path, probably about five years before that. And I 
was taking some time to just write and, and figure things out. In fact, I when I started writing this, it was not as structured as you see it in the book now. It was more writings that uh, were coming from my heart in terms of what I needed to pay attention to in terms of making the changes I wanted to make in my life. The, the book really focuses on bringing love in and bringing your heart in and checking in, being present throughout the change. Um, I think a lot of us are really good about creating change and, and the steps that we need to do along the way. Um, but sometimes we don't always say, is this, is this change working for me? Is this change really what I want? And more importantly, if it is, how are we changing? Are, are the steps we're making and the plan that we have and the frequency that we're working on it, is that working for us? I, I see a lot of folks really struggle with accountability and fitting in the change that they want um, into their, their lives, their busy lives. So I felt like this is a, is a good way, a good avenue for people to remember that heartfulness, remember to check in with themselves and, and be present, see where they are as they're going through the change. And, and especially felt, again, this year, going through what we're going through, everything is about change. We're, we're all about change this year. Things are changing constantly. And again, wanted to make sure that this was out again for people to to review and hopefully support if people resonated with it. Yeah, um, like you said, yeah, it is it is everywhere, and um, it's become it's become clear. You know, some people um, seem to embrace change um, easier. Than others, you know, others. For I, I have some friends who are who just don't like change, you know, what, mm-hmm. no matter what, and um, you know, and it's just been difficult because it's been forced upon. You know, there's um, when it comes to change, there's there's two ways it can come about: internal or external, and mm-hmm. um, there's a whole lot of external going on, impacting the internal. So. Um, what is you know what's your um maybe um advice you know considering this time period is uh for people that i want to do both the internal and external what for the internal aspect what what are some ways that people can um uh, who, who may be apprehensive or who maybe just don't like change what are some ways that can maybe help shift that to make it an easier process? Being able to adapt to change is really a personal experience. Like you said, there are some people who are okay with it, and there are some people who just are not. So we need to first and foremost be aware of where people are, kind of meet them where they are and not push them to to make the change uh, too quickly. Um, But one of the common things that we, we do need to address is um, yes, there are there are so many things out in the world that we cannot change. There there are lots of things that we can't change, but we can focus on how we view that change, especially if we're not the ones instigating it. Um, with everything that's going on now with COVID, um, I think that one of the mindsets is making sure that we we know we're all in this together, even though it doesn't seem it all the time, um, and look for ways that people are helping people because there is a lot of good going on out there. Communities are helping each other. Uh, Local businesses are helping their communities. Just keep an eye out for all the good that is going on because it is is happening. And if we need help to to certainly reach out, 
if we need it because it, it, the, the help is there. People are, are ready and willing to, to assist. But as we're continuing through it, I, because so much has been changing, um, people seem to be getting overwhelmed, including myself at times, with everything that's happened in, in such a short amount of time. And if we're able to break it down and just take one change at a time, focus on the one change, see what we need to do, see how we can address it, what can we do to uh, make it easier for ourselves, what perspective, where can we get to accepting it. And then the second thing I think we can do is focus more on what we're gaining as opposed to what we're losing. And I realize sometimes what we're gaining isn't always clear because especially now we, we don't know what our next new normal is going to truly look like. Uh, but if we can keep finding those golden nuggets of what we are gaining, where we are moving to versus what we're losing, that changes our mindset. It gives us that ability to focus on the good. And if we are focusing on the good, then we start bringing in more good to our consciousness and to our lives. Okay, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Just before the show, probably about an hour before today's show, um, I had uh, recently reconnected with someone who's been on my show six years ago. Her name is um, Peggy Eason, and um, she's a... um, an entertainer, you know, sings in, in like the New York you know, clubs and um, she's blind, has been since birth. And uh, her big thing is, you know, blind and beautiful. And she calls herself the chocolate diva. But anyway, um, we reconnected after, you know, I mean, it, it was her birthday. And I always send, I try to send, you know, happy birthday to the people I connect with on Facebook. And then she responded and said, oh, we got to get together again sometime for, for a show. And and um, so anyway, I had just spoken with her before we got on the phone and it was that kind of asking her how it was going, you know. Um, I, I, just, I don't know anyone who's blind, so I don't know how, you know, it impacts someone who, who has that challenge. And um, anyway, she was saying how, you know, for, for months she was just, you know, in, in the house and kind of going in a downward spiral because her whole life was built around socializing, you know, in, in the nightclub and, and uh, that kind of thing. And then and then she said a couple of months ago, she goes, I decided to hell with it. I'm done with this. And, you know, I'm going to do things a different way. So um, um, I think that kind of falls right in with the idea of what you talked about is, you know, changing the, the point of view. Yeah, and that, that's wonderful that she did, and I hope she shares that with so many people. Uh, you do hear a lot of people getting to the point where they're like, you know what, I, I'm just I'm just going out there. I'm going to do what I do. Yes, I'm going to change it, but I'm just going to go out there. So good for her, especially with with being blind. That's um, that's that's wonderful. And she, if she could share her message, help support others, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's she's scheduled for October first, so it's going to be oh, catching good. up with the chocolate diva. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, okay. Well, well, that's great. Now, um, you kind of when you were talking about how we can you know do that you know during this particular um, period of time, from from the kind of to go full circle back to the the daily cloak. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are some of the um, uh, it, it seems that there are you know a lot of um, energetic disruption kind of going on you know during this period so mm-hmm. what are um, how can the practices in the daily cloak um help navigate that 
I think one see, of most the of biggest... the, most, a lot of the things are like cause a lot of the, the reason is because a lot of the you know we're talking about some external versus internal because a lot of mm-hmm. you know kind of what's taken forefront is external aspects mm-hmm. of life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and that uh, yes. And and that should bring us though to how we are reacting internally. Um, Again, if we if we look at our external as something that's providing us information, so we can learn how we are feeling about it. Uh, it, it so going back to the book, yes, one of the things with the Daily Cloak that I found inc- very important to make sure that we discuss and talk about in there is our responsibility for our energetic signature. A lot of t- it's easy for us to say, oh, we're having a bad day or, oh, my gosh, all this chaos is going on in the world and it's just making me down. It's, it's, it's affecting my mental, emotional, and physical states. We have, like I stated earlier, we have more power than we think we do. We, we can step out of that potential victim mode and say, you know, I know all this stuff is going on out there, but I have control over this. I can say I'm still going to be joyous, I'm going to be uh, practical, I'm going to be aware of what's going on, but I'm not going to let it sway me. I'm not going to let it take me off center. And that's where I feel that it's really, that, that's where the importance comes in. That us, first of all, acknowledging that we have that power, that we have that ability and awareness to do so. And then because there is, and there, there is so much going on out there, there's so many issues, there's so many topics out there that can be very near and dear to our hearts where we think things are, are not going the way they should or we're supporting other ways, you know, other things that we think are great to support. It's sitting in with ourselves and clearing all that external muck that we get from the, from the media, from maybe even our neighbors, you know, whomever it is that we're talking to that, that's kind of bombarding us with their opinions and clearing all that out so we can find out where is our stance. Where are we standing with each of these issues? What is our truth? And sometimes we'll find that we know exactly what our truth is, and sometimes we find that, oh, we, we were kind of you know, uh, persuaded by so-and-so, or we were not completely thinking with our hearts or allowing our hearts to kind of weigh in where we want to be. And I find that as we employ these techniques of clearing and, and sitting in within ourselves to, to find that clarity, and the more we do this clearing, the, the easier it is for us to find our center, the easier it is for us to find our truth. And once we do find our truth, it's then, I don't want to say easier, but once we find our truth, we're then able to determine, okay, how do I want to bring this out to the world, if at all? Is this my truth and I just want to keep my truth to myself, or do I want to share that with others? Is it important to share? And come from a place of neutrality and come from a place of heartfulness as opposed to, the fear and anxiety that we're seeing out on the world. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very true. Okay, wow, my goodness. Um, one, I noticed on your website that you have a, a brand new venture called the Soul Voice. <laughs> that just started. Yes, I do. Uh, so tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I was on HealthyLife.net with Linda McKenzie, and she actually called me after the show and said, "Hey, I think we have an opening, and would love to you be, you know, love for you to be a part of it." So I, uh, I said yes. Of course, I said yes. I will say though that um, having a show is stepping out of my comfort zone for sure. I'm, 
I'm not normally much of a talker, so it's it's really getting my voice out there. But when I sat in meditation and got clear on on this, it, it is about sharing information with people, allowing them the opportunity to accept it, not accept it. You know, I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just saying, hey, here are some aspects of, of life that I've encountered. Here are some things, some information that, uh, you know, you can take and, and ponder a bit. I, I do have a segment on the show. It's called a good grief segment, and that is a, a place where we talk about grief in general. I think what we're going through in um, globally now is is some sort of a potential grief loss. You know, we're, we've lost our sense of normalcy. We've lost our our social outlets and things like that. Some of people feel we've lost some of our rights. So we we need to address grief in a general level. You know, some of us have lost our jobs uh, because grief is not something that people are, are readily wanting to talk about. It, it's not something that we we like to focus on because it's uncomfortable. But understanding some of the concepts of what it is to grieve well and to actively grieve, I feel, is important for anybody at any any point in time because we're all going to lose somebody through death and we're all going to go through change where, where there's a loss that, that hits us. So that's one of the, the um, one of the segments of the show as well. And then I end the show with a nice inspirational uh, either a story or a, uh, or, or a reading of it, uh, reading from a, a book and, and reflection. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that, the, the Soul Voice. It's, it's, um, it's uh, every other Thursdays. I'm sorry, it's the second Thursday of the month on HealthyLife.net. Thank you for letting me plug Great, that. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. No, I'm, I'm always, um, you know, uh, I love, you know, promoting people's work, especially, you know, radio. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm one, too, that was, was not much of a talker, and I'm not generally. Um, but, uh, you know, that's um, that people tune in, I think, to hear the guest, you know, and hear the, 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 the discussion back and forth and, and kind of uh, where that leads. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and yeah. Just a prompt discussion. Yeah, yeah, but you're passionate enough about about it to have a show. So we thank you for that and all the work that you do as well. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate. It. Yeah, it'll be 11 years in a couple of weeks. We'll start my 11th year. So. Um, oh, congratulations! Not, Great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's going to be something. Um, didn't think it was going to go one, <laughs> one month, <laughs> 11 years. So, but you just never know. <laughs> you know, yeah. follow what you like. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, so now, also you, because um, I, I want people to to visit your um, your website, um, PamelaAloya.com. Um, add it to the. Um, you also offer um, energy sessions and, and it looks like workshops online too. So, just you know, for people who are listening, um, can you tell them a little bit about you know what kinds of services you can provide? Yes, I provide individual and group sessions, uh, and right now, of course, with everything going on, they can be remote or in person. I have a lot of folks who are out of state, too. So we will do, um, I, I offer energy sessions uh, and intuitive consultations to help release and clear any blocks or move you forward more readily into change. I also offer intuitive coaching sessions where um, especially when we're talking about change, it's it's about helping you find the answers within you, um, clearing any uh, limiting patterns of thought, limiting patterns of behavior 
that keep us kind of clouded and not not believing in certain aspects or believing we can make the change that we truly wish to, um, or helping identifying what might be blocking us to making those changes. I also offer past life regression sessions, uh, a couple other energetic modalities, again, for, for healing, upliftments, um, whatever it is that I can do to support you on your path. There are also some workshops that I do. I do offer a free workshop every month. It's an energetic alignment. Uh, it's a meditation uh, every, I think it's the third, third, third Tuesday. I can't remember. I have to go on my website. That's horrible. I don't remember. Uh, but <laughs> it, it is there. It's on the website, <laughs> and it is free uh, once, once a month. Uh, and then I do offer various meditations and other workshops throughout the year. So come on to the website and check it out. Great. Absolutely, that's yeah. great, and, and also you have um, some uh, uh, wonderful interviews and, and articles as well. And, and I also noticed mm-hmm. that you that you use uh, Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, so people mm-hmm. can connect with you via that way. So, yeah. well, I really want to thank you for your time today, Pamela. I've enjoyed speaking with you, and, and um, I like the. Uh, concise, direct nature of both books. Um, it's uh, you know, it's uh, you know, for people who um, feel that they maybe just don't have the time to really dive deep necessarily. You know, through reading something um, that you really kind of uh, give people uh, um, ideas of kind of where to start. I mean, it's kind of like a, like I said, more of a handbook from in my opinion, a handbook to be used, uh, mm-hmm. not just read and put away. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time today as well. You're very welcome. Again, everyone, today my very special guest has been Pamela Aloya. We've been talking about her two books, Nurturing Healthy Chains and The Cloak, A Spiritual Guide to Energetic Clearing and Protecting. And again, you can find out more by visiting Pamela's website, which is PamelaAloya.com. That's Pamela, then A-L-O-I-A dot com. So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at ByteRadio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.